This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hello, my loves, and welcome to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. I am Monique. And I'm Sydney. Hey, Daddy. Hey, Mama. Okay, so listen, the title of the show today is Are You a Bully? Are you a bully? Are you a bully? Now, why are we talking about today, Daddy? Are you a bully? Based upon the things that are transpiring in the news from Bill O'Reilly, mm. who has been ousted. Yes. Uh, not too far in the past was Roger Ale, his buddy over there at Fox. And you're seeing Donald Trump and what's going on with Iran, Tehran, we dropping bombs, mm. North Korea, mm. you know, and just everyday life where you got people just walking up on folks shooting. Yes. So that's how we came up with it. Are you a bully? We're going to talk about it today. Get us a call at 404-832-2963. Or are you a reform bully? Because sometimes you can have bullies. Mm-hmm. And something can happen and can turn themselves around. That's it. And they're not bullying no damn more. They're not bullying no damn more. Well, okay, Daddy, we're going to get it kicked off real soon. Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Oh, my God. I love both of you. Thanks for answering. We love uh, you back, baby. Is, What's your name? Uh, pleasure. Uh, my name is Brandon from Houston, Texas. Hey, Brandon, talk to us. All right. So, um... I'm not a bully. I'm calloused. <laughs> um, Solange kind of put it very um, beautifully. I'm weary of the ways of the world. And, you know, there's a lot going on, uh, whether it be the Trump administration or, you know, just in my personal uh, experience growing up as a black gay man um, who, you know, is uh, socially econom- uh, economically challenged. So, um, yeah, like you have to deal with a lot of adversity and that kind of makes you feel a little bit hardened. But um, it's like, I don't know, like you kind of have to keep your guard up so you have enough to give to the people that you love. So that's kind of how I see it. So it may come off like a little bit hard for those who I don't let inside, but you know, the people who actually get that piece of me is really beautiful. So let me let me just make sure we, we understand you. You're saying that based upon your experiences of being bullied, that it makes you respond in a way that maybe doesn't let people in. So you're not a bully, but you've been bullied. So it kind of 
you're, you're, are you sharing your experiences of how it's made you act from being bullied? Yeah, yeah. So um, being bullied, you know, just from, like, you know, being poor, like, I actually, um, so growing up, I went to, like, just, you know, I was around my people, but in my high school, I uh, got to go to, like, a more prestigious, more white school, and that's whenever I really came into consciousness of, like, you know, different class, class issues and, you know, um, I really came into my blackness. So, you know, like the bullying that came from that or, you know, the backhanded comment, um, comments or just the outright disrespect, it kind of, you know, threw me for a loop because I was expecting to be, you know, welcome with open arms. But, you know, you kind of have to make the community that you want to see. So, you know, whenever I sense that, you know, a person is a bully, I could be, like, a little bit more, you know, I guess domineering or strong or combative. But, you know, whenever I sense that community, whenever I know that people are family, you know, all that melts away. Got you. Okay, we appreciate the comment. Thank you, baby. All right. If I understand him correctly, though, he's saying sometimes I bully people's asses, too, (laughs) based on me getting bullied. Well, if I understood him correctly, it's based upon them being bullies that he responds back and you bully the bully, if you will. Yes, yes. Based upon his experiences that he had. And, you know, that that doesn't necessarily make you a bully as much as it is you're defending your position. Come on. Based upon your understanding of what they are trying to take away from you. I, I was a bully one time. One time? Yeah, baby. Oh, okay. Why you say one time like that? Because I was confused because I've seen you be bullies more than one no. time. Yeah, I have. No, you have. I have. Who have you seen me bully? Me. Okay, okay. <laughs> no. Yes. Baby. So listen, as a little girl, and see, she didn't duck the head down because she know what I'm getting ready to say, but when we were little girls, right, me and Robin, and listen, this is what's really stopped me. From being a bully. So, Robin and I were little girls, and I've always been physically bigger than Robin, Mm -hmm. right? Which, in my mind, I can beat you because I'm bigger than you. So, we were down her grandmother's basement, and remember the um, Rock'em Sock'ems? Right, but then Mm -hmm. then they had Rock'em Sock'em gloves, where you could put your hands in them. And you could punch. No, okay. And they were like the mm -hmm. rubber, big, fat gloves. Remember those? What were they called? You could blow them up, right? I know exactly what you're talking about. Anyway, I blew that shit up, and I put them on, and I had on some roller skates. So I'm in Robin's grandmother's basement, and I would roller skate over to her and rock and sock her ass, right? (laughs) I would boom, boom. And she said, Monique, don't do that. So I'm saying to myself, what you going to do? Like, Mm -hmm. you can't beat me. So I roller skate away, and I roller skate my ass back over there, and I get her again. About that third time, baby. Listen here. She whipped my ass so good. I thought it was a lot of kids in the face. A lot. <laughs> Whipping my ass. Right. That was the moment that I said, I don't, I don't want to bully because I don't know what's coming from the other end. In my mind, she couldn't take me. That's right. And that's what happens oftentimes. But she took you. 
Okay, and change my mind. That is. That's an ass for to change your mind. So are you a bully? We're talking about it today. Hit us up at 404-832-2963. Somebody said, I can see Monique bullying her, her, her husband in the bedroom, not in public. Oh, <laughs> no. Are you a bully in the bedroom? Daddy. <laughs> Nigga, No. <laughs> She's not a bully in the bedroom. <laughs> She's a different person altogether. <laughs> All that bullying shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> are you a bully? Are you a bully? We are talking about it because we're seeing a lot of bullying and shit going on right now. Like this morning, we were watching um, Fox News, right? No, 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 not Fox News. It was some sisters that used to work for Fox News. It was uh, Allison and uh, Ray Como. New Day. What's his name? You said Ray Cuomo. Ray Cuomo. Get it. What is it, baby? Allison Camerata, and I forgot the other man's name. It's Ray Cuomo. No, it's not. It's Cuomo, but it ain't no Ray Cuomo. <laughs> well, her partner, right? And they, <laughs> and, and they sitting there, and Allison and another woman who both used to work at Fox was saying how they were truly bullied because they felt like they was in an environment where there was nothing they could do. And then Allison said, the people that I went to report to, though they were empathetic, they almost had a look like, you know, I work for the same guy, you, Roger L. I work for him like you work for him. So, you know, that's how we're we're talking about it today. Are you a bully? In watching uh, the little sports with the parents and the children, and you see some of them parents just bully the shit out of their children, and it makes it unfun. You know, are you a parent that is a bully, and you don't realize that you're bullying your children because you're just saying, do it because I said it, not because it's right or wrong, just because I said it. So we're talking about it today. We're talking about it today. Are you a bully? 404-832-2963. And based upon, you know, uh, the last gentleman who had called in in reference to your experiences, how does it make you react when you've been bullied? Because it's easy to uh, retreat or lash out. Because now you're thinking that somebody's trying to take you for bad. So now you got to stand up, as he was saying. And as soon as I see it, I got to address it. Because one of the comments that keep coming up, bullies are oftentimes cowards. Mm. And, you know, now with this Instagram and Facebook, you're seeing videos of people who are bullies in action. And then you see that quiet person who is not picking with them. And all of a sudden, when bullying goes bad, <laughs> and and they begin to take an ass whooping and wake up and realize that is the wrong thing to do. Just like I believe Bill O'Reilly's ass is waking up today and said that was the wrong thing to do. When you hear report, you when you see Bill O'Reilly on a regular basis, and again, I go back to here's a guy that got Pepsi to take their contract away from Ludacris some years ago because he felt that Ludacris was uh, uh, creating uh, uh, misogynistic images. So you're going to take this man's multi-million dollar contract away from him or put it out there for it to be taken away and you say Ludacris did not force any of those women to be in bathing suits or whatever they were in in the video that you find misogynist, they chose to do it. But you around the office talking to sisters, calling them hot chocolate. 
okay? <laughs> hey there, hot chocolate. That That's what they say. Hey there, hot chocolate. Well, he must say, uh, that's Bill O'Reilly. So, hey there, hot chocolate. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and how that sister must have felt so special. And talking about the blondes that were around there. And you're handcuffed. But then you find out you're not because the only thing that transpired was individuals that were being bullied at one moment chose to stand up and say it out loud so that it superseded their bosses because the public at large now heard about it mm. and you got an opportunity to see it was a culture. So then when you see the iron irony of Roger Ailes, who he and Bill O'Reilly started, um, who started Fox, basically he took two weeks for uh, 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 Rupert Murdoch and family to fire him over sexual harassment and then laid on his boy, uh, Roger L. being worth $100 million, Bill O'Reilly being worth 50 have the same experience. And then, ironically, Donald Trump says, I support him. Bill O'Reilly is a good guy. Now, he's in office running the country and is on record saying, I grab pussies. Come pussies, on. Pussies, pussies. Like, I grab them. Isn't it? So it seems as if in when you watch his campaign, the tone of it was as a bully. Yes. You see, these are the impositions that go back to me humbly. The bullying started when the country was founded. Humbly. And this is just a perpetuation of what was started Years ago, did you see, because they did a skit on it on SNL, where Donald Trump was following Hillary around the stage like he was going to bust in the back of the head during the debate that they had. It's a bullying tactic, and it's a bullying world, and people are using these tactics to overpower people, but we're in an age where you can feel it. If you close your eyes long enough... And you breathe in deeply, you can feel that people are tired of the happening. And now people are speaking out. And especially with this social media, and you can film it and tape it in real time, shit's about to change. We're talking about it today, y'all. Are you a bully? And, you know, I have to share this because it really made me laugh out loud. And it had Robin and I in the car crying, laughing, coming back from the farmer's market the other day. I do because it was, Robin got some classic shit, right? But she be just being quiet. So she said, women, if you are being sexually harassed, you have to ask him outright, are you getting ready to touch my titty? Because I just want to know when I reported that that's what she was doing. Wait, wait, wait. Are you about to touch my titty? Are you about to touch my titty? So that way we clear about what was getting ready to take place. And then I think when you do actually look him in the face or her in the face and say, I know what you're doing, are we clear about this? So when I go report it, I'm going to tell him you pulled your dick out. Like, I don't want us to be confused. I don't want to be no hair on my Pepsi can. You pulled your dick out, Earl. Earl. <laughs> and everybody in here saw it so that we clear about it. I'm putting up this petition. You Did you see Earl pull his he dick out? Everybody. <laughs> But it's like now, like you said, people are becoming less afraid because for so long we've been in a space of, shh, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. And, and it's been across the board. Mm -hmm. It's been across the board. But I think now there is, like you said, Daddy, there's something in the air where people are saying, listen, we're tired. We are tired. And right now, I think when we, as we're speaking about bullying, 
we're now looking at the world, and you have this brother, the Chinese brother, that's trying to talk to the Korean brother and talk to Donald Trump. Like, the listen, president of China and the brother, president yeah, of like y'all going country. too far with it. Like, mm-hmm. this going too far. But when you have personalities, that it's almost like I gotta prove my ego, and that's what I think bullies are. Mm-hmm. I got to prove who's stronger. That's when you see all the trouble that we're in right now. So we're talking about it today, y'all. And it, it's a great deal of vibrato that's taking place where it's all a discoloration of what it's supposed to be and no substance. When you have Donald Trump saying that, you know, ships are going in one direction and they're really going in another direction, and here's a man that says, hey, we don't telegraph what we're doing, but you're speaking about submarines that are submerged, that are d- designed to be uh, hidden from view, but you're telling what a submarine is doing, and you clearly don't have a grasp. It speaks to that type of energy. Most people don't have it, so they are allowed, and what they noticed earlier on, if you push a little bit harder, you won't get any feedback but what happens is if you keep pushing too much everybody has a breaking point for bill o'reilly it took 20 years and and, in which he had a culture but for those of us who are experiencing it or who have experienced it uh we've got to stand up and say no more for those that are out there doing it because we've seen some comments where they say i'm a bully fuck people and so forth and so on Mm. i hope that it's just a joke but if it's not a joke, you might want to stop before you make the mistake of going too far and you don't have a chance to do a what they call a, a have a mulligan or a do over because people out here aren't playing. And if you know anything about human nature or you don't even living beings, when someone is afraid, they are the worst people to bother because it, it can be a problem. That baby said, I've been bullied and turned around and been. I'm not sure what else she was trying to say. And someone put daddy, which I think is a big issue, too. What about parents bullying their children? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes what we fail to realize, those children grow up. And they don't forget that you was a big bullying monster. Mm-hmm. And now you're older. And that child is now the same age you were when you got the bullying. So if you are that parent that's out there and you just bullying your baby because you think you can, keep in mind that baby's going to grow up. Absolutely. Absolutely. But all I knew to do was to instill fear in my kids because I felt like that was a form of discipline and a form of having control of my home. You know, Mm -hmm. to be able to say, I'm going to whoop you if you do this, and I'm going to whoop you if you do that, and you better not do this. You know how many times, like, your shoes, you better not mesh up your shoes, or you better clean them dishes when I get home, or you better not get your clothes dirty, or you better not lose your hair bowls off your hair. You know, it's so many things that were threatened throughout their processes, but this is what you, it was the learned behavior. Yes. And so. what happens is, as I experienced as a 17-year-old who grew up being afraid of my father, that one day things turned around and now you've got to whoop your father's ass because he said (laughs) one too many things to my mother and then grabbed me and you're like, I'm not a kid anymore. Now I got to beat you. Now I love you still because you're my dad, but I'm going to not, I'm going to make it a point so that you don't hit me anymore. And if you think about it, you know what's going down. And 
kids who grow up afraid of their parents, it could be a situation where parents are afraid of their kids when they grow up. Fear does not equate respect. You, you instill a lot of fear in your kids with all of that stuff. It doesn't mean that they respect you because they still that it, it doesn't establish a respectful relationship. But that I I don't know if that's culturally. I don't know what that thing is. It's human. It's a human dynamic. It's a living dynamic. You know, beings will try. If if you will see. Big birds trying to bully little birds until three, four little birds come around and start chasing his ass around. You don't, you don't have to be able to wear a shirt and pants to start running up on folks. So it, it's one of those things where people are under the impression that they can get what they want by pushing other people around and not knowing the substitute for bulliness is decency, um, a level of fairness. As opposed to you can't have what you want all the time right now, whenever you want it. And, again, Brother Bill O'Reilly, he found out you can't have the coochie Not just, just because you worth $50 million. You can't say what you want to say just because you make a lot of money, you the number one show. Because what happened at the end of the day was the Murdoch said, as valuable as you are, you're not more valuable than the network. And they pulling their money out. So what we need to do before they start coming at us is say, Bill, we love you. Here's the chip of Rooney's. Thanks for the memories. You'll pick your career up somewhere. (laughs) Them niggas be singing Frank. Thanks for the memories. Like, get your ass on before we get in trouble. And at the end of the day, that's what's happening. And so he and his boy, uh, uh, Roger, L., they can be chilling somewhere for the rest of their life, but hopefully the people that are watching learn a lesson from that. Maybe they'll get shirts that says, I'm a bully, he's a bully, <laughs> and he's a bully. Wouldn't you like to be a bully too? Wouldn't you? Because, as you said, Daddy, and that's, and uh, someone in the room said, this goes all the way back, and this is the trauma that this country is now paying for based on how they acquired it. That's it. Ask more. That is the right number, too. That's the right call in there. 404-832-2963 if you want to give us a call and tell us, are you a bully? Have you been bullied? Are you a reform bully? Or what are your experience with being bullied? Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And you know what What I, I get puzzled with? The cyberbullying. Like, and when you, these children are really going through, like some of these babies are committing suicide, and, and, it's, and it, for a long time I'm like, what the hell is cyberbullying? Because I wasn't technology suave, so I didn't know what, I'm like, what, what does that mean? Now you're sitting behind a computer, and you're just writing the most hateful shit you can think of. To a baby that might be going through acne, who might be fat, who might, whatever it is. And now these babies are taking their lives because of a child sitting behind a computer. But again, it's such a taught behavior. Who ironically may be being bullied by someone who is being bullied and so forth and so on. It's a Fabergé commercial, you know? Yes. <laughs> so it's like at the end of the day, it. We are compelled as individuals to say if we are bullies, we must stop 
being bullies. And if we are bullied, we must stop being bullied because eventually it's going to come. If, if As we are seemingly putting ourselves in the situations, in a situation to be at odds with Iran, Syria, uh, North Korea, Russia. Now, I named four places. Mm. I don't know about you, but it's not many people other than Bruce Lee that I didn't just see kick four asses at the same time. You understand? And you start having problems with people on different continents from around the world who have missiles or have intentions of getting missiles. From a strategic standpoint, it makes no sense. And the problem with us in this world, and especially in America, is that we're not... As they say, when when you hear about them finding uh, uh, UFOs that have crashed or things that they uh, may have found that they are not familiar with the technology, they reverse engineer it. And what we need to do is reverse engineer how the country has ended up this way based upon where it started and then go back in time in our minds and say, what could we have done differently to not allow the country to be in the way that it is, in the shape that it's in today, from a financial to a psychological to a spiritual standpoint, and go from that point on today and say these are the things we need to do starting to move forward where we need to stop worrying about competing and worry about having a, a connection with other people so we can work together. We're talking about it, y'all. Are you a bully? 404-832-2963. Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Uh, yes. I would like to uh, make a comment, please. Please. What's your name? Kimberly. Hey, Kimberly. Make your comment, baby. Well, somebody made a comment about um, just like sexual abuse. Well, I was sexually abused. I was raped at five. And um, that doesn't make me a sexual abuser. I was bullied as a child. It doesn't make me a bully today. And the reason Um, for that... Go ahead. And the point that you're making is... is that um, sometimes I can feel like I I was in an abusive relationship and that made me controlling in my second relationship, but I don't think that I was a bully. I wasn't mean. Are you sure? <laughs> because it, it sounds like you have a question in reference to it that, you know, that, that's not being addressed because, you know, you call in and to say what you were not, and we take your word for it. But what, what, what is it that compels you to say that? And if you can step away from the podcast so you don't hear, we, we're, we're hearing feedback from you. Okay, I muted it. <laughs> okay. So what, um, what was the, the, the catalyst that made you make that comment that you're making? I, it took me a long time to search in my heart because I had been called a bully. Mm-hmm. And it it made me take time to search into my heart to make sure that I knew what I was doing so so that I wouldn't be damaged anymore. 
Now, what was it they stated to you that transpired that made them call you a bully? Because surely when somebody says you're a bully, you say, well, what makes you say that? I didn't question it to them personally. I, I questioned it to myself and to God. Fair enough. Well, we appreciate the comment. Thank you, Kim. Y'all, we're talking about it. Are you a bully? And just so we, we understand what she was saying, someone in the room put, oftentimes when you are bullied or sexually abused, when you grow up, you become the bully or this abuser. It, it's not all the time. That's in some situations, you know. So we're talking about it. Are you a bully? 404-832-2963. Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Hey, um, I have recently been bullied before. Okay, what's and your name? Tell us about it. My name is Antonio. Um, I've been bullied from middle school all the way through high school. And it was at a point in my life where I gotten skinny to the point where I was wearing a size zero. Mm-hmm. I even thought about committing suicide. I one day wrote a letter in middle school to my teacher telling her, if you don't get me help, I'm going to kill myself in the middle of this classroom. She was just frantic, running around. And I sat there and I looked at her. She didn't know that I had a knife sitting in my book bag. And I was going to sit there Lit my wrist and just go to sleep. That's all I wanted to do. I sat there through high school, then bullied to the point where I started crying, still didn't eat, started taking pills. I had to get my stomach pumped because I took so many sleeping pills. I say this because at that moment, I sat down with one of my friends who recently committed suicide. He told me, When is enough enough for you? When are you going to finally speak up and speak out against all these bullies that have done wrong? You have to go to your main source to see what is wrong with you. My main source was my dad. I was terrified of my dad. My dad is 6'1", and at the time I was Mm 5'5". I was so terrified of my dad, even when I call him, period, just to say hi. His voice was very intimidating. I finally took the chance to sit down and talk to my dad and explain to him what was going on. He didn't understand it. So one day, me and him got into a huge, huge, huge argument. And at that moment, when my friend told me when is enough enough, that day, it was enough. I completely blacked out went off, and me and him got into a fight. At that moment, I told myself, if I can sit here and stand up to a guy who not only raised me and birthed me and did all these things and took care of me, I can stand up to anybody for the rest of my life. I can't be a victim of everything that everybody put me through. Now that I see everybody who bullied me, Now they're coming to my job and asking me for a job. And I can't be vindictive and be like, oh, no, you bully me in school, so I'm not going to give you anything. For what? I forgive, but I'm never going to forget. 
Thank you very much. Thank you, Antonio. Thank you. No problem. We appreciate everyone calling and sharing your stories because you never know who's listening that could help them get through their story Mm -hmm. or through their journey. And when you hear that baby say, just like with you, Daddy, once I stood up to my father, that was it. That was it. Like that, that changed the whole ride of intimidation, being afraid. And it's like some of the people that are in the room right now, I see them saying, you know, people call me a bully. I'm just blunt. What does that mean? Because we know what the difference is. And sometimes because you are a, bl- a blunt um, some people will call you bully and you, you you it's one of those conversations that no one can tell you anything except you and if you're going to be honest with you somebody may say you're a bully because you're blunt but it's because they've been bullying people and you told them to shut up now that may have not been the best delivery but in your mind you keep seeing them bitch slapping people mm. and now you like, well, where I'm from, you don't start it, but you end it. That's your thinking. And then that person now turns around and calls you a bully. Well, you know what that was. That was, I'm not going to let you go ahead and keep on picking on Carlton. He ain't do nothing to you. You want to step to somebody? You can step to me. Come on. But other than that, you might want to keep moving. But now you're going to call me a bully. Or when you have a line of people that you just mow over. And you know at the end of your day, if you're just mowing over people as you go along and you're winning through intimidation, you just may be a bully. And then you have to ask yourself, what is it about you that is so afraid of having the necessary dialogue and discourse with someone that will allow you to express your point without pushing them over? I liken it to... I was rolling in California at Gracie Jiu-Jitsu with Huron Gracie. And at this spot, there was a gentleman there who was a purple belt. And when he rolled, he was very aggressive. He was a beast. And I may have been a white belt at the time. No, I was a blue belt at the time. And he just had his way with me. Yeah, It was like, you know, unnecessary. But that's part of it. And then the next time I had seen him, he had gone to a night class, and then he was telling me about how this brown belt came in there that was 300 pounds and just was ragged on. I'm like, that's what happens when you do what you do. But now you do you understand that there's a way in which to train without trying to bully someone? Mm. Because that's the reason why you're here in the first place. Are you a bully? We're talking about it, y'all. 404-832-2963. Let's go to the lines. How are you on with Monique and Sydney? How you doing? W- wonderful. What's your name, baby? Uh, Jason. Hey, Jason. Talk to us, Jason. I mean, I just saw y'all's periscope. I saw it say, are you a bully? And, I mean, I, 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 I mean I'll be honest with you guys. I mean, I, for the longest time, I was. And... I think the reason why I was was because I was so, I guess I had so many insecurities of myself that I felt like I needed to down other people to make myself feel better. And when I saw someone else hurting, and when I, I mean, not necessarily hurting, but when I saw somebody else feeling less about themselves, it kind of made me feel more about myself, like I was inferior, like I was, I was the bigger man. And, 
I mean, I just, I mean, later, it wasn't until later on, and I, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't want to bring religion into all this stuff at that, but I mean, I, I was raised Catholic, and so it wasn't until I started getting a little bit closer with my faith and started kind of doing what, if trying to, starting to act the way I, I was raised, that's kind of when I decided, like, you know what, like, that, I mean, what I was doing was wrong. I mean, it was, it's not, it's, it's just, it's just not the way to live life, and that's, I mean, nobody deserves to be treated the way nobody, the way you would never want to be treated. And I was, I mean, for the longest time when I was in school and stuff like that, I was that person. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I was just listening to what you guys were saying. I mean, it just y- y'all are doing some real great stuff right here. Like, I, I mean, I'm really, I really, I'm really getting something out from out of y'all's talk. And let me ask you: Did you ever get a chance when once you made um, or had the understanding that that wasn't the right way to go? Did you ever get an opportunity to apologize or speak to some of the people you may have given a hard time along the way? Yes, I actually sure did. I mean, there was a couple people that kind of lost touch with, but um. There were a couple people that I was able to go back and be like, "Hey, man, you know what? I just, I just wanted, really wanted to tell you. I mean, back then I was, I was just doing stuff that was terrible, and I mean, I, I treated you the way that you would never deserve to be treated. And I mean, I just because there were a couple of days where even I got bullied, and and I mean, it just, it just tore me down. Like I would come home because all I have is my mom. I don't know my dad or nothing like that. So I mean, I would come home to my mom. I would talk to her, and like I would just break down in tears, and I would, I'd be like, "Yo, like I'm, I'm just being picked on. Like I'm being treated like trash." And I mean, it wasn't until I saw somebody else. It wasn't until I noticed myself treating somebody else like that, and that's that's really what got me to want to change my ways and turn it around and stuff like that. But, yes, to answer your question, yes, I was able to at least make it right with a couple people. We appreciate that comment. Thank you for the call, baby. Absolutely. Yes, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And what you can respect is Mm. and how that caller can help others is that when you're honest enough to make the admission about what it is, is that you were and the reason why you changed, it can open up people who can relate to how you got down. Because what I also heard was him say he got bullied too. So where you're from sometimes can dictate to you a level of imagery that says, I got to get to you before you can get to me. I got to chump you before you chump me. And it's not until you make that realization that that's not the way to go that something different is going to take place in your attitude and then to be big enough to call up folks and say, listen, I was wrong for the way in which I handled myself because a lot of times what people don't seem to understand, you're not respected as much for being the toughest guy in the world as you are when you find out and you admit that you're not because now people can relate to the insecurities or the vulnerabilities that you express, and they can look at you as one less person in the world that they got to be worried about, mm. and vice versa if you're dealing with someone that's open and honest with themselves. Y'all, we're talking about it today. Are you a bully? And I got to tell y'all, this is why, in my humble opinion, I believe this show is so important for calls just like that because it is a show of no judgment. It is a show of how do we make each other better. And for that baby to call in and say, listen, I was that, without feeling like, can I really say this out loud? And that's why when we do Monique and Sydney's open relationship, that really means we are open to just having the dialogue without anybody saying, did you do that or did you say that? Because it allows us to grow. And that LaVota said, what about black slavery? And that's interesting that you say that, but 
I may say something that may take you in another way because when it comes to bullying, you say, what about black slavery in which we were obviously bullied? The slavery, when you see African-Americans watching what white men who were in control were doing, what they were aspiring oftentimes was to be similar in the sense where you want to have control of. And through time, the Emancipation Proclamation, and just the evolution of time pushing forward, that we've had to watch them. You look at the early TV and things of that nature. It's people that we don't know about that created things that we have no idea, and it appears that it is white folks that you may see in power that had created these things. So now the imagery is how can we be like? And when you go to school, these schools are teaching you a business model of how to do things. So you'll run into individuals as we have run into people who are in entertainment that are black people. And from slavery, the psychology has forced them in to do the same thing that they had witnessed being done or had been done to their forefathers and have witnessed done to their parents. But now they're in a position where they can help, but they use the same paradigm. They use the same business model that was imposed upon them. No different from what our brother who just called in uh, was speaking about because that's all they know and they think this is how to win. You, you understand? It's like, Brother Will Packer, we love you. But your technique in the way in which you addressed Monique for uh, uh, almost Christmas, incredible. But the technique was there was a level of dishonesty that mm. I watched him exhibit in his conversation towards you. And people know him as being this super producer. He is a super producer. But the dynamic behind the way in which he produced, and we have emails to prove it, was there's a level of honor and integrity that was not exhibited. I know folks wasn't expecting that, but this is a real show. Come on. When when you deal with individuals that will tell you in private that you are right about not campaigning for an Academy Award and a brother Tyler Perry, but then is not bold enough to say that out loud that, well, she is right, because if her work is done, why would she have to campaign for something that you can clearly see? Mm. Because the technique is I need to be closer to the people who are in power Come on. so that I can stay in power. Not I forgot that I used to sleep in my car. So I come from a place where in order for me to have gotten where I am, I have to utilize this thing called integrity because living in the world that we live in today, it is from my experiences as a man of color if you're driving a Benz or if you're driving or you live in a nice home, there's a level of scrutiny as a person of color that you have to go through that our white brothers and sisters do not have to go through. There's a level of on your comeuppance that you had to experience. You have to be a bit better then. So for him to get where he has gotten and then to have forgotten that, still love them because this ain't one of them shows where we're going to be bashing folks. You love them because you love for the spirit of wanting to win and integrity to get to that place. But then that integrity, don't let it dissipate mm. because you're now in a place where you want to play it safe. As he sat on the stage of the Monique show, speaking in reference to how Spike Lee spoke ill of him and how could we get together and I'll come back here 
on uh, 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 the Monique show, we can have that discussion, which never got an opportunity to take place. But then you push things through the line without speaking up and saying, well, what we're saying about her, she was not contractually obligated to do anything for us. So how can we expect her to do something for us if we are not going to do anything for her? That was just my commentary. We're talking about it, y'all, baby. No, I didn't know it was going there, Daddy. It, it just went Shit. there. Shit. Okay, there. because now, are you a bully? And when you bring up names in the industry, well, in the entertainment industry, there's so much bullying that goes on in this industry that we as entertainers, we should be ashamed of ourselves. Because we oftentimes sit back and let it happen. And I got to give shouts out to goddamn Rick Ross. Rick Ross! R- the boss. Ro- Come listen. on. Santorini Grease. Y'all I better go to, get his shit. I got, yes, we need to make that brother's album triple, quadruple, platinum because he's saying some real shit. And it made me feel good to listen to an entertainer speak up for other entertainers saying, we know this shit ain't right. And then he topped it off and said, I'm going to take some of the responsibility too because I sat back and watched this shit happen. We have got to stop sitting back. And that's why bullying happens the way it happens because you got scared asses that's saying, well, if it ain't happening to me, I ain't going to say nothing. If you see bullying happening and you don't say nothing, in my humble opinion, you worse than the person that's doing the goddamn bullying. If you see it happening and you say nothing, you are worse than the person that made the decision to say, I know it's fucked up. I know it's wrong. But guess what? It ain't me. And you're positioning yourself to succumb to the very things that you support. Because what takes place is at some point they're going to point their laser at you of disrespect, of bully. And then you get caught in the midst of it. And one word brings on another word. And uh, one of the folks that just sent in, I, I, I missed their handle. They said, well, Sydney, by you saying telling the truth, you could be construed as a bully. It's like, maybe I can. But what I'll say is this. There's a level of pleasure. What my man John Witherspoon said, it's my pleasure. Come on. Okay. To see somebody who gets picked on or being picked on by someone and it being stopped and you see them saying, I'm being bullied. Because if you ever notice, some of the most insensitive people are the very, they are the most sensitive people when it comes to them being approached. So let me hear a person that's been a bully talk about I'm bullying them because I'm telling them the truth. And I'm going to tell you then, I'd rather be a bully because I told the truth than not be a bully and I told a lie. But listen, Daddy, to how confusing and how conflicting we've gotten based off of conditioning. However, could the truth be considered bullying? How? However, could the truth be considered difficult? How could the truth be considered demanding? So we've gotten so conditioned to be cowards. We've gotten so conditioned to be quiet. We've gotten so conditioned to be so afraid of the powers that be that sometimes you ha- I remember doing an interview. And this is when the, all the black ball shit came out, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what's our sister's name? 
um, I can't remember the name I was on an interview with, but she was asking me about, you know, the, the whole uh, blackball situation, and I asked her, do you have any daughters? And she said, yes. And I said, well, if your daughter worked a job and based on her resume, this is supposed what she's supposed to be getting, what would you tell your daughter? When I tell you, yes, when I tell you that sister looked at me and was, was looking at me like, bitch, I can't answer you. I can't answer the question because it's almost a fear of if I say, yes, I will tell my daughter, you better stand up to that. Then how will they look at me? Because we've been so conditioned to say absolutely nothing when we know it's wrong. We're talking about it, y'all. Are you a bully? 404-832-2963. Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? Hey, Mo. It's Nicole from New Jersey. Hey, Nikki. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to us, baby. Hey, talk to us. I'm so glad you just said what you said as far as sometimes it can become confusing when you're the type of person who tells the truth, but then you're labeled as a bully. Mm -hmm. That has happened to me all my life. I was bullied. And what's really sad is I was bullied by my mother. Then I was bullied in high school to the point whereas every time I had to go to school, I would be so nauseous, y'all, until I would vomit because I knew what was coming. So I think when I got adult age and started encountering bullies, I think in my mind, I honestly just felt like I'm not going through this shit no more. Mm -hmm. I'm just not. That's right. And, you know, like, I'm a nurse in New Jersey, and I was told by a co-worker that the doctors and fellow nurses feel as though I'm a bully. So I had to check myself. Sometimes you really have to check yourself. And I prayed on it, and I I said, God, show me what I'm doing wrong. And the only thing I can honestly come up with is certain doctors or certain ones with titles, they feel as though you can't tell them shit, especially by me being a young black woman. They really don't want to hear my mouth. So am I a bully because I told a doctor, no, I am not going to get that medication. I don't feel comfortable. So now I'm difficult to work with because of the fact that I won't let your ass kill somebody. And one I made of the things, myself. And one of the things that I've heard repeatedly is the nurses oftentimes know a lot more than the doctors do yes. from the equipment, the medicine, the whole nine. So yes. I completely get it because there's a fear that, you know, in 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 a ideal world where you're dealing with someone who has a healthy ego, mm-hmm. you you should be able to challenge them and they appreciate the challenge because what you have done is double check their thinking and it's better to measure twice and cut once than measure once and have to cut twice so exactly you gotta be who you are with the understanding that there are repercussions that can come from that and they'll make it seem like you're the worst ever but you can say they didn't lose them on my watch they didn't take his. That's they right. didn't take the wrong leg off because you didn't mark it right, <laughs> and he wasn't supposed to lose his leg mm-hmm. because I was paying exactly. attention. That's right. 
Thank you for the call. So my call. Whole, oh, I'm sorry, you had okay. to yeah, so, you know, my whole thing about it is if I have to be a bully because of the fact that I made an oath myself and I'm taking care of my patients, if you feel as though I'm difficult to work with, fine, but it won't be my name. I won't be going to court because your ass couldn't just say, my dad, I made a mistake. Thank you for checking. I absolutely love your spirit, Nikki, right. baby. Stay Thank just like you, you are. And... Oftentimes, they won't want to challenge you in front of others. Mm -hmm. They'll make something up behind your back because if you bring them up in front of individuals who know what's going on to talk about the details, then the subject gets different and then it gets put in a place of, well, let's just forget about it because it was a misunderstanding. It wasn't a misunderstanding. They clearly understood what you articulated to them. They just had a problem with your articulation because mm. you didn't know who they were. That's our problem, Nikki. Yes. Monique, you and I, we <laughs> don't know who we be talking to sometimes. We think yeah. we're talking to living, breathing people that's got an expiration date on their asses just like us, but we didn't realize <laughs> that they were superior. That's our problem. See, Nikki, here's what's beautiful because, yes, me, you, and Sydney, but my daddy going to say it sweetly. Me and Nikki going to say, we don't give a fuck about who they are. You all are That's order. right. Like, we all don't give a fuck that you got docked in front of your name, nigga. Listen, this is some bullshit. That's right. So, Nikki, listen, hopefully I'll see you at the show May 13th at the Apollo for the Mother's yes. Day show. Thank you, baby. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Sis. Right, that's 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 the problem, Daddy. Though not the problem, and she just said something that really stuck out with me. And she said, "My mother bullied me, and you know I had to strike out before anybody could strike from being bullied." And I think from me being raped by my brother, I promised myself that no one would ever violate. Mm-hmm. So when I've ran into bullies in Hollywood. People almost looked at me like, oh, my God, you saying something? That's the president. I didn't give a fuck who it was. It's like, bitch, you done crossed the line with me. Because the president at one time shit in his diapers, too. At one time, the president might still be shitting in his diapers. Uh-oh. But we don't want to talk about that. They, they don't want to talk about but that. But that's a whole different bullshit. <laughs> we talking about it, y'all. Are you a bully? 404-832-2963. Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? So- I would like to thank the Academy for showing that it can be about the performance and not the politics. I want to thank Ms. Hattie McDaniel for enduring all that she had to so that I would not have to. Tyler Perry and Oprah Winfrey, because you touched it, the whole world saw it. Ricky Anderson, our attorney of Anderson and Smith, thank you for your hard work. My entire BET family, my precious family, thank you so much. To my amazing husband, Sydney, thank you for showing me that sometimes you have to forego doing what's popular in order to do what's right. And baby, you were so right. God bless us all. Now you gonna call up and then hang up and shit on that. You, you gonna call, hang up on that, and choke niggas up oh. <laughs> on that. How about I was there and I'm just like, oh. We love you, whoever it was. We appreciate it. And I, you know, even when I listened to that back, and I forgot that I said Tyler Perry. 
But Tyler Perry wasn't at the place that he was at that moment. And Oprah Winfrey, I forgot I said that. Mm -hmm. And then you say, brother, because y'all did touch it, the world did see it. And then how do you come back with that bullshit that you've put out there that a sister's difficult? And that's a form of bullying because you don't bite debate. And when you don't over-respect people, they then put this label and title on you, which they know is not true. So when we talk about are you a bully, really look at yourself and ask yourself, am I bullying simply because somebody didn't do it my way and I have the power to shut them down? Because if you do, then you have to say, I am that bully. I am the big bad monster. And if you can correct it and check it, correct it and check it. Because if not, the mail you're going to have to answer in your journey called life. See, we got to pay for everything. Mm -hmm. Nothing goes without payment. And you've got to ask yourself, have, have there been a time where I've bullied? And I know I've bullied like our baby Jason and said, let me call these people and apologize. So they like shit can't be fixed. And if you're in that place, be a good person. And come over here and get some of this rice I got. <laughs> come get some of this rice I got. It's that time, baby. Oh, what a beautiful way to shut down the show. What a beautiful way to shut it down. Whoever that caller was, we thank you, my loves. Very much. Oh, we talked about it today, y'all. Didn't we, Daddy? We talked about it. We enjoyed the show. We hope y'all enjoyed the show. And please, tell a friend, tell another friend, and they can tell ten more friends. If you want some real conversation, baby, straight from the heart, go to play.it and click on Monique and Sydney's open relationship so like my daddy always says the mind is like a parachute it's no good unless it's open we love y'all for free this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.